This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday, December 14th. Another winning primetime night for your boy. Told you guys on this here podcast yesterday. Give me the Rams. And I will admit, after the Jalen Ramsey news broke that he was going to be out on the COVID list, I said, damn it. It's going to be a loss. Now, I did not bet the other side to cancel it out. I stuck with my Rams bet. I said, I believe in this team. I believe in Matthew Stafford. And folks, this performance from Stafford Monday night, first of all, I've got some numbers that are just going to be mind-boggling. Absolutely crazy on Stafford. But first, I've got to say, there were at least two throws in this game where I had to pause it, get both my kids, the 8-year-old daughter, and the 10-year-old son, call them in and say, you guys have to see this. And for and there was a Kyler Murray play as well, but Stafford was on his game last night. I mean, that was as good a Matt Stafford as you will see. And Stafford has a lot of haters. Oh, he never won in Detroit. He never won the big game. Ah, yes. Well, he shed that label. Are you ready for this? I mean, I didn't believe this. I had to, when Rob was like, you got to check out the stat, I was like, okay, who's saying that? And he's like, ESPN stats and info. I was like, oh, okay, so it must be legit. Monday night, Matt Stafford got his first win against an opponent who entered five games over 500. He was 0-17 prior. So, yeah, Matt Stafford never beats a good team. Yeah, he's usually a huge underdog in Detroit. Hugely a huge underdog. I mean, they had a couple winning seasons, thanks to Stafford and Megatron. But... That, to me, like, never beaten a team five games over 500. And then another stat. This was Matt Stafford's first win against a team that had 10 wins. Like, think about that. That guy's played over a decade. Every year he's facing Aaron Rodgers, um, some good Vikings teams, some good Bears teams. Never had won one of those. Now, again, quarterback wins is not a stat. I think we tossed that out the window in, like, 2005. When you hear somebody cite quarterback wins, you know they are coming to a gunfight with a knife. It's like, come on, quarterback wins don't matter. There are so many better advanced stats these days that mean something. Quarterback wins does not really mean anything. But for the people who still want to play that card, Matt Stafford won the game. Now, you know, if you really want to dig deep, it was like, you know, Matt Stafford did not have his best Second-best defensive player. He had Aaron Donald, who was an, an absolute monster. And Leonard Floyd, by the way, was incredible. Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald, and then Von Miller left, of course, hurt because he's a fossil and he's always hurt. Um, but Matt Stafford also did not have his top tight end. And I'm looking at the stats. Yeah, basically, it was a Cooper Cup show. And I, I'll, I'll make this about Arizona shortly because th- this is a damaging loss to them and their chances at the top seed. Um, but Cooper Cup was awesome. I mean, that guy's route running is as good as it gets. And I know we like to talk a lot about New Hopkins is a great receiver. He ain't the best. Um, people want to talk about Jamar Chase is awesome. Tyreek Hill. I, I mean, Justin Jefferson is up there, obviously. I don't know if it gets better than Cooper Cup. You know, these short patterns, like, he's automatic. Any catch you need inside, like, seven yards, Cooper Cup's getting open. The, the one time they doubled him in the red zone, Stafford had to eat it, 
which is finally Arizona smart. Oh, let's throw a double team at him. And there was a face mask on Stafford that the refs missed. McVeigh lost his mind. His, his face looked ketchup red. He was so angry, screaming at the refs. And he was right. Cup, 13 catches on 15 targets and made Stafford look good. Now, remember, this team came into the season with Cam Akers as their number one running back. Henderson is their number two. He's on the COVID list. Cam Akers out for the year. So they're down to the third guy, Sony Michelle, who started the season with the Patriots. And the Rams traded for him. Or maybe it was right before the season started. But preseason, Sonny Michelle was like, we got to get him out of New England. He stinks. We don't want him, even though he was good as a rookie. Sonny Michelle looked pretty good. No explosive carries, but solid. Got, had a tough, couple tough short yardage gains that they needed. By the way, James Conner did not deliver on the short yardage gain that mattered. And by the way, file it away for Arizona. They do play Detroit. They're going to be huge favorites on the road. Um... James Conner was like down on the field after that final play and limped off. It did not look good. Uh, They're already down. uh, Edmonds, he didn't even play. Uh, Arizona is is hurting right now. Um, It's not good. We'll get to Arizona in a sec. But this is about Matt Stafford. This is one of those games where it's like, well, the Rams got Stafford to win a Super Bowl. And Stafford threw pick sixes, I think, in three straight games, which were all losses. And he was brilliant on Monday Night Football against Arizona. What else can you say? Stafford looked like an elite quarterback. You give him time on those boots, he's rolling out. and I mean, he was awesome. Three touchdowns, three last week against um, Jacksonville. And he's kind of erased the stench of that stretch where he had a pick six against Tennessee, San Fran, and Green Bay. I guess the only pushback I would say is, and this was Stafford's highest rated, uh, second best quarterback rating game of the season um, since the opener when he was incredible against the Bears. But it's one of those games where it's like you look at Arizona and you're like, well, geez, Cooper Cup's getting open every play. Well, Devontae Adams is going to get open every play in the playoffs. And, you know, Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin and is Arizona going to get the stops? And you just look at Stafford and you're like, all right, well, if the defense can get make some plays and the offensive line holds up, they got a 40-year-old left tackle. Stafford did get sacked three times. I trust Stafford to get it done. I just don't know if they can rattle off three wins in the postseason in the NFC. I mean, you're talking about having to beat, like, Dallas, Tampa, Green Bay. Like, come on. Those are three really good teams. And Matt Stafford just got his, quote, first win over a team five games over 500. And first time beating a team with 10 wins. So, like, I, I Stafford could give me that one off. Great. It was awesome. Nice win. Can he do that three games in a row in the playoffs? I mean, I like to think he can, but there's so much that matters, right? I mean, you can't have injuries to the offensive line. We saw Brady's offensive line was incredible in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs, and you're healthy in the trenches. You're in great shape, and this Von Miller injury bears watching. Um, Obviously, you need Jalen Ramsey back from COVID. Uh, Henderson, you get back. So the Rams were not at full strength, and they went in Arizona and won. And I think, you know, I mean, again, I, I think clearly the Packers and the Bucks are the top two teams in the NFC, probably the top two teams in the league. And then the Rams have to be right there in the next tier, kind of the log jam along with Arizona. And I guess maybe the Niners. I, I, I like the Niners. I don't know if they're there. But let's quickly talk about Arizona, who I, I don't want to use the word Fugazi to describe their season, but... When you look at a lot of their wins, it's like, you know, they're winning 
against, you know, they clobbered Tennessee in the opener, then they narrowly beat Minnesota. Where are their best wins? Okay, after that Rams, after that Rams win, they did beat San Fran, which is really nice. They step up in class against Green Bay, lose at home when Aaron Rodgers had no wide receivers. They play San Fran with Colt McCoy, got the win. Play Seattle with Colt McCoy. Seattle was bad at the time, get the win. And now they lose to the... I just, I have questions, I guess, A, about the defense and can they get enough stops. Remember, they fumble luck has been on their side. A lot of people have chronicled how they, they basically recover every fumble. I mean, think about this. Kyler Murray had over 400 yards of offense. 383 passing, 61 on the ground. And he had no touchdowns. Like, what? <laughs> you know, in between the 20s, Kyler Murray's going to kill you. He's going to wow you. He was awesome. You get in the red zone, it's like, mm, what do they do? Do they have that thumper? Connor, not really the big back. Edmonds, hurt. Um, and then New Hopkins, I'm surprised he did not go off. He, he was not great at all. Uh, going against non-Jalen Ramsey. Uh, but again, Arizona is one of those teams like, listen, six yards per play, four, almost 500 yards of total offense, and, and, and Kyler Murray has no touchdowns? Just a weird one from Arizona, and I don't know how much I'll trust them in the playoffs if they have to go to, say, Green Bay. You know, That's the one place I go, you know, Kyler Murray, 20-degree weather, probably snow, like, is he going to be able to get it done? Now, the good news is that's the only really cold weather arena. Dallas is going to be uh, indoors. Tampa, warm weather. San Fran, warm weather. Um, I, I, I don't know, Rob. I, I, I don't want to over, go overboard and kill Arizona because I really did like the Rams in this spot. And the Rams had revenge on their minds, right? Um, they needed this game way worse than Arizona. And I, I'm not totally surprised. I mean, I'm not going to crush Arizona, though. I, I just... They don't look Super Bowl contender-ish, even though I kind of hyped them up two weeks ago, right? Yeah, you really did hype them up two weeks ago. I, I think you yeah. and I both said they were very quietly one of the best teams in football. And I still think they are, you know, but this was a, a, an instance where they ran into a team that was more desperate than they were. You know, the Rams needed to have this win if they were going to have any chance of winning that division. Otherwise, they would be two back in the loss column, uh, you know, just the Arizona straight up, but they'd be what was that like three games back in the, in the standings? So yeah. they would they had to have this win, and and they and they got it. Um, Kyler Murray still does not look to me like Kyler Murray. You know, I know the numbers look good, the counting stats look good. He left a lot of throws out there. I mean, that the first missed touchdown, uh, I believe it was to AJ Green, where they had to settle for a field goal. He had him wide open with no one within five yards of him, and he threw it seven feet to the right. You know. Um, the red zone interception early well, on. Wait, in was that on? Was that on Green? Did he adjust in time or no? I mean, you're right. Green clowned the cornerback. Yeah, I mean, I I just don't understand. Maybe there was a miscommunication. We don't know. We weren't in that locker room or in the huddle, but I don't understand why you would throw it to the pylon when there's nobody around him. Like just yeah. get. And then the he, ball. I think didn't he have the pick six on? Uh, not the pick six. The interception in the end zone in on the, the red next zone. Series? Yeah, which made yeah. no sense for him to try to force it in there. You know, it was just one of those bad games. Uh, like okay, I said, let, the, hold on. County let me just defend him. I don't, think he, I don't think he played his yeah. best game. I forgot. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had a bad, bad drop on fourth down. Right. Like, on his hands. That that was inside the 10-yard line, I believe. Like, I, I don't know. The other time they stopped, got stopped on fourth, they hand off to James Conner. Rob, I think you are. You and I are in lockstep here. If it's fourth and short and you have Kyler Murray, can you get him in space? 
Right. Like instead of James Conner up the middle where Aaron Donald and Brockers and all these behemoths are, just friggin' run Kyler Murray on the outside. Nobody can keep up with him, you know? Exactly. And, and, you know, I know Hopkins had a big drop, but, you know, early, I believe it might have been the third quarter, um, DeAndre Hopkins having one-on-one on the outside in the end zone. And rather than floating it up to him and let DeAndre Hopkins do what he does, which he's one of the best in the NFL at high-pointing the football, at, at winning these position battles with the cornerback, and he throws it on a line drive so that the, the corner has a, has a chance to knock it away. And it's like those kind of things, they, they don't seem too big in, in the grand scheme of things, but little plays like that are always going to be the difference when you're going against another high-quality team. And you brought up Green Bay because now after the result of this loss, Green Bay is now the number one seed in the NFC. Oh, and if you're Arizona, you don't want to take a finesse offense, which they are a finesse. I know they've been, you know, James Conner has been money in the red zone, but they are a finesse team. They want to throw the ball first. And, and if they want to spread you out, play a lot of wide receivers, I don't know if that's going to translate into a 20 degree game in Green Bay in Lambeau. Mm. So. This was a, a tough loss for Arizona, but you mentioned it right at the top. The story is Matthew Stafford. Now, yeah. how, how, how crazy is this? I just looked at the um, NFC playoffs. If the season ended today, obviously it doesn't. Green Bay, you said number one seed. So Tampa would play Washington. How the hell is Washington still in there? That's crazy. Um, Arizona would host San Francisco. I don't know that that's a great matchup for the Niners. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury against Kyle Shanahan. And then Dallas against the Rams, which would be a pretty damn good game. Um, Give me the over in that one. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, Arizona, I don't know. I mean, you really want that number two seed badly. I, I know that the one, obviously, is the only one with a bye. But, I mean, five or six... Four, five, or six are all going to be really good teams with good quarterbacks. Seven, you're looking at Washington, Minnesota, Eagles. Eagles have a rookie coach. Vikings have Mike Zimmer and uh, Kirk Cousins. The Falcons are still sniffing around down there. Um, Arthur Smith, Matt Ryan, they don't scare anybody. The Saints with that defense and Kamara back is interesting, but we're talking about Taysom Hill, you know? So, like, that two-seed is key. And Arizona's going to need Tampa to drop one game to leapfrog them. I'm looking at Tampa's schedule, Rob. <laughs> Saints rematch this weekend. And don't think that Brady uh, isn't looking for payback after that one. Um, Panthers, Jets, Panthers. So it's unlikely Tampa Bay is going to be losing another game. Okay? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know, man. They're gonna the, the Orleans has his number. That, that, he, that maybe. Remember does. the playoff game. The playoff game, though. I mean, I mean that was more of a Drew Brees. I think he had. Yeah, that was a Drew Brees loss more than a Tom Brady win in, in that. I, game. you know, yeah, I was still on New Orleans, and that Jared Cook had a yes. brutal fumble. Yes, near midfield, caught, took money out of my pocket. Um, so, anyways, I, I guess the big takeaway is like, can we lay off Stafford? Rob, can you tell your guy Rob Parker to stay <laughs> off Stafford? I mean, listen, I like Parker. I thought we were friendly, and then he unfollowed me after we did the Dan Patrick show together, and I take that as a sign of hostility. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, I, so I've been kind of jabbing him without mentioning him lately because I just think that's some chicken shit, you know? Well, let, like, I know that's your guy, and again, we're friends. But, it, like, listen, you can't knock Stafford all the time, and then he delivers, and you got to give the guy his flowers, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl before the season started, Ooh. so I'm, I'm ha- happy that this happened. But I also, when they made the OBJ trade, I said, you know, 
they're putting a lot of pressure on a guy who's never won a big game before. So I'm very happy that Matthew Stafford got over this hump and won a big game for what to me feels like the first time in his career. But I looked it up, and as much as Stafford takes a lot of heat in the mainstream media, I think deservedly so, because at some point I know wins are not a quarterback stat, but you know, if you're a good quarterback, you should win some of these games. Not that you have to yeah. win all of them, but at least one. You know, this is the first time you want to beat a team with 10 wins. You know, in the four games this season against the good teams, the NFC, the Bucks, the Packers, and the Cardinals twice, Matthew Stafford, 303 yards per game, 66% completion, 113 passer rating, 12 touchdowns, two picks. Wow. So he's actually been playing really well. It's just he just wasn't getting the wins. So right. I hope that whatever moral victory that comes along with this, this mental hurdle that he gets over, it says, hey, I'm good enough. I've always been good enough to do this. I, I've, I've been able to put up numbers and not quite get the win. In this case, I did get the win. I can do this again. We can do this again. We can win a Super Bowl. So it's interesting. Like in the NBA, if you want to knock a guy for not winning, that's fair. You play at both ends. But for saying like, well, Stafford isn't getting the win. He's not on special teams. He's not the holder. And he's not playing any defense. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I know the quarterback's the most important position in sports, and yes, they're by nature, they're usually the face of the team, and they get a lot of the praise when they win, and they should take some heat when they lose, but there are scenarios where the quarterback isn't at fault in a loss. Like, that right. exists. Yes. It's like, I'm thinking back to LeBron, game one against the Warriors and KD and Curry. The J.R. Smith game, remember? Yes. Where he got the rebound and pulled it out. Like, LeBron was unbelievable. I mean, I think he had 51-8-8. Eight and eight. Go look that game up on YouTube. He was unbelievable. And he lost. And people will be, oh, well, LeBron got swept in the finals. Well, okay, did, did you see who he was with? Did you see the numbers he put up? Like, that's not on him. I know he's a finals loss, but that's not LeBron's fault. You know? <laughs> and then people will go, well, he built the team. Well, uh, did he really? He he. Told him to trade Kyrie Irving, like Kyrie Irving demanding a trade. Like it's so weird how we, you know, relitigate this stuff. Um, so personally, for me, I would love for Stafford to get to the Super Bowl and Rob be right. I do have some money on Stafford to win the Super Bowl, not a lot, <laughs> um, but I would love it. Like just for the for for people to shut the hell up about Matt Stafford. Also, at the same time, though, um, I would like Cliff Kingsbury to make some end roads and and make a run in the postseason. He hasn't even been to the playoffs. Um. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I feel like we agree. Like, he's one of the greatest, probably top three quarterbacks in the history of the game. Yes. But he hasn't been to a Super Bowl in, what, seven years, eight years? Yeah. And I tell you what, I will I will literally take anybody out of the NFC except Tom Brady at this point. I'm, I'm not because Because, because to your point, you know, wins are not always – you can't always measure quarterback by wins. However, Tom Brady seems to be the guy who's always measured by wins without ever taking into account – Top five defense, greatest coach of all time, history of cheating scandals. You know, he has had things work in his favor that never get brought up. He just always mentioned that he wins. I mean, I see, I could buy that, but then he goes to Tampa where they had never been to the playoffs in forever, and he instantly wins the Super Bowl. Like, right. I mean, to me, 
that ended, there, there can be no Brady discussion, right? Like, he leaves Belichick, he goes to a new system, new team. And, I mean, I know they had a good roster, but okay, but they haven't even been to the playoffs. And they win the Super Bowl, three straight road games, take down the Chiefs. Like, I don't know. I don't think there is an argument against Brady, but I'm with you. I would love it for just about anybody to come out of the NFC other than Brady. And that's not against, like, I'm not rooting against Brady. I just, I am. we've seen that a million times, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, anyways, um, yeah, I'll, I just can't wait till you say something like that about the Jets. Like, oh, I'd love for the Jets to bring to the playoffs, you know? <laughs> I, I may be um, giving a tease as to a guest coming at some point this week. Oh, yeah. Jets-related, baby. It's that time! Uh, all right. Moving on. Uh, oh, quick word on the NFL. Holy hell. 37 positive COVID tests um, was the report on Monday. That's not good. And, folks, I know I all, all we, you know talk about a lot gambling and giving out picks and stuff. I have made a couple of bets for week 15, but I'm already like, geez, did I jump the gun? Because now I'm panicking about, you know, teams coming off a bye. What were these guys doing last week? And I'm invested in the Eagles coming off the bye. That number's gone. It was two and a half on the look ahead against Washington. They're at home. It's up to five. I don't even know if it's Hurts or Minshew. And I was on the Eagles at four and four and a half. Now, I do know that Taylor Heineke got hurt. And I definitely do not trust Kyle Allen to pick up my mail while I'm on vacation much less beat the Eagles on the road this week. But Eagles are off a bye. Is COVID going to hit them? Guess who else is off a bye? Patriots. Colts. They play this week. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know what these guys were doing. Um, but I will say, didn't Mike Williams go on the COVID list and then test positive and then he came back, Rob? I feel like somebody on the Chargers. Yes, yes, because he was negative okay. all week. So that's two after there had been like, I think, none who were able to play. There was T.J. Watt, and he was incredible, and then Mike Williams. So there is hope that, okay, if you test positive Monday, you can still play Sunday. I, I mean, maybe you're on a pitch count because of whatever COVID does to your body. Uh, I don't know. I haven't gotten it. Um, but I, I don't know. That, that, that number just struck me as very high. Uh, the other big NFL news, Rob, broke late last night, was the Super Bowl is going to Vegas in 2024. Do you have your hotel room booked? Yes. Okay. Well done. I mean, because honestly, your Raiders. No, I'm kidding. Of course, it won't be your Raiders. But <laughs> I will. I was in Vegas. Okay. No, I wasn't there. But I think it was the NBA All Star Weekend was in Vegas one year, and the reports. I think I was still at the big lead because there were so many reports about crazy parties, and some people had nicknamed it. Have a baby by me, baby, be a millionaire weekend. Because like all the groupies and like the, you know, strippers and the prostitutes, they were going to Vegas to meet NBA players and, you know, you know how that drill works. The Super Bowl will be like that on crack, won't it? I mean, a whole week in Vegas, it's going to be very exciting. Oh, if you heard Great some of weather. the stories that came out of NBA All-Star Weekend in Vegas, this what, how many years ago? Yeah, I think it was like seven. Yeah, yeah, but the stories are legendary. I know we can't talk about them here on this podcast because a lot of them are uh, involve some high-profile individuals in compromised situations. But let me just say, if you're ever on the dark pages of the interwebs, Don't you're ever on Reddit or something <laughs> like that, I, you may find something, and it might seem far-fetched, but I promise you it's probably true. So this yeah, is going to be great in the NFL. 
I mean, that will be amazing. Uh, quickly, all right, we can wrap up two quick uh, items that I saw. Number one, um, what, 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 this is December. So maybe eight months ago, the biggest name in college football was Spencer Rattler. He was the Heisman um, favorite. He was getting all the NIL money. I think I saw a million dollars or 750000 whatever the number was, at Oklahoma. So he's benched like a month into the season. Yada, yada, yada. Lincoln Riley leaves. I just saw the news. Spencer Rattler is headed to South Carolina. And he's going to be the quarterback for Shane Beamer. Now, uh, as a guy who went to Virginia Tech, I'm a big Frank Beamer fan. Shane Beamer, obviously, is, you know, great story. Interesting that Lincoln Riley, Rob, had a chance to go to the SEC. He says, nah, not for me. I'm going to go to the Pac-12 and crush. Spencer Rattler leaves Oklahoma and levels up to the SEC and says, you know what? I want to play the best of the best. I want to be on TV all the time. I want to have an opportunity to show the scouts that I'm not cooked. I absolutely love this move from Spencer Rattler. Like, Rob, he could have just gone down to Houston or something and put up 50 touchdowns. and He could have literally gone anywhere else. He wants to face the best. I like this. I like the Spencer Rattler move. I mean, I know you're not a huge college football guy, especially Spencer Rattler. But in South Carolina, this may be the first Gamecocks reference on the podcast this year. Um, I, I'm just I'm enthralled by this move. Uh, I would have liked to have seen him at UCLA. To be honest, like I I, I know that <laughs> no I, I know that you think I don't like college football. I do like college football. It's just my team is not very good. So it, what about DT uh, whatever? DTR? His name is. No, he's not. He's not good at all. He's the same guy he's been for four years now. You know, he's a uh, athletic can make some wow throws. Also, make some really dumb boneheaded mistakes you know i thought spencer rattler definitely needed to change the scenery i wasn't definitely was not expecting him to go to the sec like you mentioned i think that if his flaws were exposed in the big 12 i can only imagine what's going to happen to him in the sec i thought that well, he needed uh, to go somewhere like the pac-12 like the acc even where he could shine a little bit raise his draft stock again so i don't know if this was the right move for him well, I mean, uh, obviously Beamer had been with him at Oklahoma. Um, and, you know, South Carolina, Beamer's first year there, they, I mean, I think they rotated three, maybe four quarterbacks. So they were desperate. He is going to start. Um, I just like people challenging themselves. Like, again, I, I don't want to make it too much about me, although I do love making it about me. Um, but, like, I, I still remember being in Pennsylvania and getting the call, hey, you want to come try out for FS1? And... I hadn't really done much TV, like three TV spots or whatever. But, I mean, it was a big challenge, and there's huge risk. Obviously, uprooting your family and moving across the country. Like, oh, do you want to do this TV show? Like, if it doesn't work, what happens? I don't know. Um, and you get a contract, and it's like, all right, well, I got my first contract. Hopefully, there's a second, you know, and you challenge yourself. And that's kind of when the best comes out of you, doesn't it? Um Rob, I don't know. I, I, I just I don't want somebody to go down and be like, oh, I'm afraid to uh, push myself and face the SEC. I'll let me just go to a lesser program so I can pad my stats and look good. I, I don't know. I, I like people who challenge themselves, Rob. I don't know. Yeah, let's just hope that because you know, I know he has NFL aspirations, so I, I hope yeah. I don't mind him challenging himself. I just also don't want him to put himself in a position where he's not going to be able to get to the next level. That's what I'm most concerned yeah. about. 
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We could wrap up with some words on the GOAT of shooting in the history of the NBA. His name is Steph Curry. He did not break the NBA three-point record last night against Indiana. He had a couple late shots. Uh, he was he was forcing it, clearly, against the Pacers. And now, almost as fate would have it, he gets to set the record tonight at MSG. The Garden. And, of course, this is a lovely tie-in because everybody will remember the New York Knicks had a chance, maybe, to get Steph Curry. But it was not to be. The Warriors draft... Steph Curry, right before the Knicks can grab him, and the rest, as they say, is history. I'll never forget. You can look this up on YouTube. Steph Curry goes off at Madison Square Garden. Watching the game, it was one of those games where, like, the second quarter's happening, and you're getting texts. Are you watching this? Of course I'm watching this. And it's like Curry's going bananas, and he's just hitting crazy shots. I think he had 53 maybe, um, but he had, like, 11 threes. People love the Garden. LeBron loves it. Zion Williamson's talking about loving it, like— Everybody wants to play there and crush it. Curry breaking the record in MSG. I'm sure the lower bowl will have 30% Curry jerseys. Is that high? 25, 30%? People love the guy, you know? He is a transformational player. I I heard some yahoos out there. uh, Stephen A. Smith qualifies as a yahoo. Saying like Curry uh, has, has passed LeBron as more. What was the phrase that he used, Rob? Curry has passed LeBron as like the, like the, the, most, the of face the of a generation yeah, or something some, like some nonsense yeah. like that. And it's like, bro, what are you, are you that desperate to try to make the NBA a story in, in December? Like nobody believes that. Just be quiet. Like, Steph Curry's obviously incredible. He's done a ton. He's on the Mount Rushmore of the NBA in this century. I think it would probably have to be LeBron, Kobe, Curry, and who would be the fourth? I guess Shaq? Tim Duncan? Because Shaq did a lot of damage in the 90s. But at any rate, yeah, Curry is all those things. But I I just hate how people are trying to pit him against LeBron in terms of, like, face of the league and generational talent and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just asinine. Just Steph Curry's the greatest shooter in the history of the game. Period. I mean, there's no, there's no, there's not even a close second. I mean, Klay Thompson... Ray Allen, Red, you know Reggie Miller, whatever. It doesn't matter. Curry's the best. Warriors, by the way, 22-5. and five. I, I, At this point, we've run out of adjectives for Steph Curry. I, I, he, for me, he's one of the few must-mandatory watch. Like, you have to watch Curry when he's playing. There's just... Uh, no. Who's better right now, Rob? Like, John ja Morant? Like, come on. Like, he's a human highlight reel, but I'm not watching oh, John ja Morant. Watchability? Oh, yeah. no, it's, it's Steph. Like, Trey Young, remember when that was, like, a thing last year? Like, oh, Trey Young, cool. I haven't heard shit about him this year. What's he doing? <laughs> is, is he doing anything? <laughs> Why are you taking shots at Trey Young, man? I mean, I don't, people want to put him up just, and, 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 and compare right him right to now. Curry. Ra- rather than compliment Steph, you had to tear down LeBron. Now, instead of complimenting Steph, you had to tear down Trey Young. No, there's no tearing down on LeBron. Um <laughs> Oh, she's Trey Young's fifth in the league in scoring. Oh yeah, don't you? That, I guess it's a quiet season, though. Let, I mean, let's I don't erase hear the last thirty seconds of what you just said. Then. No, don't erase anything. <laughs> don't erase anything. I'm not tearing him down. Uh, I like, um, 
I like Trey Young, but like, are the Hawks any good? No, no, they're of course not. not. Um, damn, Trey Young has a higher player efficiency rating than Curry. Interesting. Um, I will say I'll be glad when this whole thing is over because watching Steph the last few nights as he's been trying yeah. to break it, and yeah, he has been trying to. Like that's not, you know, if you're gonna say that Russell Westbrook was stat padding to get this triple double there at the end to pass Oscar, then be honest and admit that Steph Curry has been quote unquote stat padding trying to break this record. So once he but, does break it, I'm gonna be I'm gonna go back to enjoying the way he naturally plays. Because him, okay, forcing, me, him yeah. forcing some of these shots is just like, come on, bro. Like, I know what you're leave doing. Leave it to me to defend Curry. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. Like, f- yes, he's forcing it, but I don't think he's trying to get the record. I think he wants this over. Well, well right? either way. It's I, all they've been. Yeah, either way. Uh, I, Rob, I, I, I haven't heard any NBA story this last week other than Curry record, Curry, LeBron, right. Curry, Curry. Like, it, stop. It's December. It's a it's a NBA record. I, this isn't like a top 10 NBA record that exists, is it? No, and it's going to be broken five years after he retires. No, it's not. Yes, it will. The way, the way the game is played, and as much as these guys shoot threes now, and it's only going to get worse, Donovan Mitchell, the aforementioned Trey Young. Oh, get out the, of the here. Aforementioned There's no Trey way. Young, when it, it's, this is not a, 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 um, efficiency. This is not you know, no. that kind of thing. This is just the volume, the total number of threes. And Steph wasn't mm. always shooting this number of threes early in his career. You got guys, Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, come in shooting 8-9, their rookie in first and second year. So this record is not going to last very long after he retires. Okay, here's the problem with that. Curry probably has four four more years left, three, four, five. Yep. I don't know. I mean, sure. So he's going he's gonna to probably get, I don't know, what, 3,200, 3,300? Even gonna Draymond be like, Green said that this record is not going to last. I don't know. It's just I, it's, these it's, things are cyclical, and it, aren't it, they? And it's not to, it's nothing against Steph because I think Steph's the greatest shooter ever. And, you know, it's just that the way the game is played now, compared to when he started and when he came into the league, everybody is shooting. This is part of the the gift and curse that is Steph Curry. He he inspired other guys to want to shoot like this. Here, here's a fu- okay. Now you made me look it up. Like uh, career leaders in NBA threes, DJ Augustin is seventy seventh. DJ Augustin has hit as many threes as Dennis Scott, who was basically nicknamed 3D. That is his nickname. Uh, it, it is? Yeah. Okay. Patty Mills is 57th. Ryan Anderson. I could do this all day. I, I just I, It's funny. We haven't done a ton of NBA talk yeah. um, lately. I see Mike Miller's name on this list, Kemba Walker. But I guess uh, maybe, but I I mean, maybe people will challenge it. But I, I again, it's going to take, I mean, this guy... Is is attempting thirteen a game and making more than anybody, right? But this is going to be it, the norm in like a year or two. Hmm. That's the thing. It's nothing against him. It's just it's the way that the, the game has evolved. That's all it is. Yeah. J.R. Smith, sixteenth most threes in NBA history. Swish. He's going to be able to tell his kids that swish like, like J uh, J.R. Smith is going to be able to like go pick up his kids from school and be like. Oh yeah, that's the 16th most made threes in NBA history, right there. And the, that's kind of a and, cool and thing. The guy who uh, took the rebound and took it out—that's what I can remember it too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Hey, we'll wrap up on this. I saw one of my guys. Uh, he coaches like AAU basketball. Um, I guess he ripped a question from Ball Is Life, and they had asked. It's a good Instagram. They had asked, "You get called up into the NBA tonight." You have one game. You can play all 48 minutes. 
What is your stat line? You're, What's yours? You're like? asking me? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Uh, zero points, two rebounds, one assist. You don't think you'd score? In an NBA game? Yeah. I'm a foot shorter than everybody I'd be going against. <laughs> that doesn't matter. <laughs> I have to have trouble getting it over their heads. You're crazy. Man. You know you know, I'm looking for my shot. If I'm in that game. Honestly, if, if, I, I, if you said, Jason, you could win the lottery for like, you know, a million bucks, or you can go play in five NBA games. I would, I would play in five NBA games, I swear. It'd be so fun. I mean, honestly, do you know how exciting that would be, Rob? Just running up and down the court. And again, I, I need to get my cardio a little tighter. Um, and I would, I would surely be a clown. I get matched up ISO against Chris Paul. I'm on my ass. Like, that stuff would happen. But just to be able to run with those guys and, and play, like, that would be incredible. I know I'm sounding like a buffoon. So I'll wrap up the pod there. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Got some couple good guests lined up. Let's keep the fun times rolling. And I don't have a holiday schedule yet, but we'll be churning out podcasts because you'd rather listen to this than hang out with your family, right? Uh, We'll talk to you tomorrow.